morning, officer. Maybe this is the pot calling the kettle black. This guy thinks he's a genius and he's a moron. <laughs> Good news, everyone. Y2K! Y2K! Oh no! Think of like the dumbest cave troll that you know. You looked right at me when you said that. You're not the dumbest. Here are the facts as I see them. He is risen, and we are back. I'm joking, like God, Jesus, whatever's up there, if I hope you can handle jokes and not. What if we get punished for bad jokes? Oh, I'm going to be fine. Like, we're dead. No, I'm, I'm dead. fine. I'm dead. I'm, like, not even bad, like, like, ooh, that's like, God, like, literally judges you, like, was this humorous, or was this a stupid joke that oh, wasn't Oh, I'm hilarious, funny? so. Looking. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Bandit Radio Hour. We're here. It's Easter Sunday. Fun we're, fact. Uh... Campers are a Faraday cage, so I can't get electrocuted with inside here. So if it gets hit, cool. by, if it gets hit by lightning, I'm okay. Your truck's about to get fried. As soon I was going to say, I better not walk out that door. <laughs> yeah, yeah, your truck's been struck by lightning how many times? Once. Okay, once at my house. But I got struck by lightning in Crooked Lake. You did? Yeah, we we were pushing the boat off. The, bad storm. We were pushing the boat off the sandbar, and where, it hit. Hang like, on, where the hell's Crooked Lake? Uh, Lake Wales. Okay. And I uh, hit like right by the boat and me and another buddy were in the water and got like <laughs> just a little just a little spasm. Not just a little, like it like You felt it? Oh, it made us like both like fall over. Like you just like like Meh! and then Well, I mean like what was it like? Was it like you got hit by a taser or what I mean I don't I know. mean I've never been tased, but I would assume that like a hot shot on steroids. It wasn't like it blew you away. It was yeah, more it, like it, was, it, it was made just, you convulse. Yeah, it was just like a Gah! Okay. Okay. That's what I'm so it was like you got electrocuted. Yeah, yeah, but I didn't die. But it was weird. That's and it cool. Was, and it was like, we gotta go now. Maybe another university and then we ended up just, die. We ended up just ditching, the, trying to get the boat off, and we just ran like laid down on the island, like laid down flat. It was a bad storm, and I was thinking, like, oh, this, this is how I die. Oh, good for you. Um, happy you done. Sure here, and you can put this shit on the internet. I know, but and you know, I there's some other reasons. Deal with so much. Yeah, I know, like helping me. <laughs> By the way, dude, sometime in the near future, I'm calling I'm calling my shot on the podcast. There's Saturday, you can like help me hang some dates. That's a yes. All right, cool. Anyways, back to the show. Uh everybody, welcome. Yeah, that was a hell of an intro. Uh dude, what what did you do for Easter? Did you actually hunt eggs? Uh I didn't, but I placed I'm at the age where I put out the eggs for the, <laughs> the children now. And also supplied my niece and nephew with way too much candy, and I'm pretty pretty content with that. We had like uh, I went I went to my dad's side of the families, and we had like I don't know. There's like ten older folks there, like and like grandparents and stuff like that. And there's probably like ranging from the age of 19 to me at 33. There's probably like 15 of us or 20. Then there's a bunch of the new generation. My daughter's the oldest at eight, and it goes down to my brother's new kid at like one. Uh, but by the time it got like actually hunting Easter eggs, there's only two kids left: my daughter and uh, her cousin Samuel, who's this badass little kid. Uh, Battle Royale? No, oh. no. But it was more like all the people in our age group brought like huge baskets of eggs for kids to hunt. So there's like 300 eggs and two kids to find them. And I love how my brother Chris put it. He's like, I'm just going to go smoke a cigarette and walk in the corner and dump all these. <laughs> and just one kid gets the jackpot of finding them all in a corner. But, uh, no, one of the, one of the things they had that was cool was confetti eggs. And that was, so it, honest to God, oh, those are hand grenades. 
No, no, not American specials. Oh, I, was uh, gonna, I mean, those will turn you into confetti. They will. But no, this is like a, it feels like a real egg. It feels like a real egg that someone like cut the bottom off of and literally like glued a piece of paper onto it. But it feels like a real egg shell. It's not. It's some other material. They just put a bunch of confetti in there. So I think what you're supposed to do is throw it against something and have it like break open and have confetti. But I just kept smacking my daughter in the back of the head with them and having it go psh and shatter on her. And she went to sleep with confetti in her hair. So. That's called a concussion. No, it's not that hard. I know what a concussion feels like. She didn't get sl- she did get sleepy on the way home, but it wasn't a concussion. Don't worry, that's fine. Um, you starve a fever, you sleep a concussion. It's yeah, fine. yeah, it's fine. Uh, they'll uh, they'll be all right. Um, so yeah, talk to my boy. Played t- all right. Hang on. So like, I can either talk to my son on the phone. I think I've talked to a little bit about this. Gonna nerd out for a minute. I could play Fortnite with him and talk to him, but when I play Fortnite, I go down to his age bracket. And I dress like the Doom guy and put on heavy metal music. I was gonna say that 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 sounded really wrong. And I go down to his age group and then I dress yeah, I up and <laughs> yeah, I do. It's all totally all exactly what I said. Get online, do all this, and uh, it's awesome because I'm playing like my son's eight and or nine. He's like, oh, man, this is really hard. I'm like, come, child, let me go massacre 20 of them for you. He's like, oh, I'm really scared. And it's, it's so not right because in real life it's me like going to a playground and fighting 28-year-olds. But the digital version of it's like just what a great stress reliever. Uh, yeah, just going swinging on them. Just like when you walk in, it's like, I'm I'm way better and overpowered. I am here to kick ass at you bubblegum and I'm all out of bubblegum. Yeah. Here's some heavy metal dude music. Uh, but... So besides that, that's like that's how I spent my Easter and eating. All right, you know how you have like some family dinners. I even some. I'm gonna say like a good amount of them. Growing up, especially as a kid, you don't like a lot of the food there. Like you only. Like, I, I'm still that way. I do not yeah. like. I don't care for Thanksgiving because yeah. I'm like I just want the ham and macaroni. Yeah, there's only like <laughs> three or four things, and I'm I'm real similar to that. Uh, but dude, this was what there was literally. I don't. I'm not crazy about sweet potatoes, and there was like a sweet potato buy there. I wasn't wild about i didn't give it everything else was like perfect and it was delicious and I, that's enough easter talk but just it was great it was awesome uh what the hell did you do this weekend anything exciting uh, i finished mulching my blueberries finished mulching yeah they're in yeah i, I for all of you wondering why blueberries are expensive it's because they're extremely labor intensive and I can't wait to do it again next year because it's got to be done every year. Oh, the mulching does? Yeah. Yeah, because it dries out. and, it, and it, Yeah, the whole reason you put it there is so it'll break down and keep like regenerating the soil. And But yay. how long will those plants last? Oh, like longer than me, hopefully. Oh, really? Yeah, they like they've like some guys are saying they've got like a blueberry farm, like 70 year old plants. It's like a grove, like a little grove. That's cool. Yeah. That's I, it. I don't I know see, why I, wanted I, thought... pl- I wanted to plant something that would like be continuous because yeah. you know, citrus has gone to crap in Florida. Gone to so that's hell. Basically why I settled on blueberries and I don't, I don't even like blueberries, but you know, you know, the citrus industry is like a really fascinating thing to me. And I don't really have any love affair with it. Like a lot of Floridians do. I, I grew up on the cattle side of things. Uh, and I can see, I'm not knocking anybody's passion, yeah. but the citrus industry itself is such a weird damn thing unto itself. I mean, one, orange juice is a luxury. It's not like, like I, I found this out whenever, uh, whenever the pandemic started and people were like clearing shelves, you know, and all the toilet paper was disappearing along with everything else. I would notice it would be hard to get your hands on milk. It'd be hard to get your hands on steaks. 
God bless you, citrus producers, but at every one Dixie, I went, or the one, one Dixie in Walmart, that was always filled with orange juice. Always orange juice and always vegetarian meat. Yes. Um, <laughs> That's not but, meat. Like, here's the thing about orange juice for me. One is that you grow all these perfectly good oranges, and then you send them to the plant where, like, dirty little secret, they squeeze all the juice out, and, like, ain't it mostly freaking substitute? What you actually get in your orange juice, like nature own and stuff like that. Uh, is, certain ones are from concentrate and stuff where they like drain all of the water out and stuff. Yeah, and it's like and filter it. But I don't I'm not really sure. I'm not real specific on a juice plant, so I could have that way. Me neither. And even that out of the way, let's say I'm completely ass and wrong like about that. The part that really blew my mind was say it with me, everybody. Government, <laughs> like the subsidies. Yeah. And when I really got to looking like when I worked for the state and I looked at how much money went to orange groves and all like, and don't get me wrong. Like it would in in theory, in this like little vacuum, you were looking at it. It's like this 40 acre grove was using a 40 year old diesel engine for a pump that was like leaking oil and old dinosaur and was sucking up way too much more water than they needed. It's like, Oh, they can get state funding for a newer engine that's remote controlled and is more efficient and reduces carbon emissions and all. And it's going to cost like $48,000 and the taxpayers are going to cover most of it. Uh, or really cost like 70,000. The taxpayers cost cover 48,000. But it's like, uh, oh, look what the good we're doing. It's like, but hang on. We're putting all this money into orange juice. And also, if the citrus producer, like, loses his crop due to some environmental disaster or something, like, he didn't buy insurance. This is, like, every farming endeavor. But, like, the government will just come in with disaster relief and be like, oh, no problem. We got you covered. Here's all this taxpayer money, which... I've heard menarchists argue, like, well, if the government's going to do something, it's got to be that, so we got a stable crop supply. But, I mean, it's like, what is that? That that is having an effect on not not just the cost of the end product, not just that orange juice you're buying at the store. That is having an effect on the land value in Florida, what people are doing with their land. It's having an effect on the agriculture, what people choose to grow. Cause well, there's more, it's easier to grow oranges. Cause if more stuff goes wrong, government will cover your ass more than yeah. it is. And it, it creates this whole, like, <clears throat> it's almost like, bear with me for a second. It's almost like you got an upside down pyramid. That's like standing on the point. If you keep it to just like a little bit of stuff, that's not very hard of a thing to do to balance on a point. But the bigger this damn money supply and like all the stuff related in the economy to that one point branches out, it just becomes so top heavy and you start seeing it crash. And I know like, I know with citrus, it was mostly like greening that did like the final death blow for it. But man, when I saw the money getting I feel like demand also was kind of going down too. Demand was going, and I mean, you look at the campaign ads growing up. I mean, yeah. we were like, get you a fresh glass of Florida OJ. And there was so much advertising. I know there was like the Florida Citrus Council that like would, there'd be like these. Yeah, it's or, like beef. It's what's for dinner. <clears throat> there'd be these non-governmental entities that'd be like, we're going to take money from all the farmers voluntarily. We're going to ask them for it. We're going to make a commercial for them to try to sell their product better. Like that, that that's cool. Don't mind that. 
But then it would start getting like legislators like, hey, y'all need to make laws that favors the citrus. And one of the biggest ones I saw was whenever we were regulating how people fertilize, there's all these really yeah. strict regulations that applied to sugarcane growers, applied to cattle producers, it applied to everybody. But there was a hard asterisk that said, not citrus producers. Y'all are exempt. Because we all know if y'all went by the government standards, y'all wouldn't be able to grow oranges in the first place so y'all are exempt put out as much fertilizer as you want i'm like don't get me wrong i don't that's why i really hate these illegitimate rules it's because if you just got money you can go i around don't feel it. like we should be picking on on juice on easter yeah <laughs> <laughs> nice night what, what a homonym is that a is that a word i'm not sure what like, it was but it was one of those things my daughter's gone over recently um so yeah, anyways, government subsidies hate them, and that's that's a big part of it. Just all a lot of money wasted. Um, I don't even. We got into that somehow. Your blueberries, nice. Where yep. you go? Uh, I didn't get any government money, but no. So okay, we got to give an update to uh, last week since we're going into just a little bit of conspiracy theory territory. Turns out we're going to start getting a lot deeper because no things are just a lot more possible. It seems. Uh, I would have said like what the stuff I talked about the other week, like giants and all that, like it's, I had a really embarrassing moment as a child. One East, I think it was Easter. Actually, we were all over at my uncle's house on my mom's side and everybody was gathered around. I think this is when Facebook was new and you could kind of like look up some alternative thoughts and stuff on there. I don't know if you remember when we were in high school, there was this big thing like a blood moon is coming. It's like the second one in a year. And I know you should never Google blue waffle. No, yeah, yeah, it, was, <laughs> all right, it was about that time. It was about that when you're finding that stuff out. Uh, if you don't know what blue waffle is, give it a Google. Find out for yourself. I wonder if it's been long enough where the next generation doesn't know. That's why I wanted to throw it out there. And the boomers listening. Have fun, guys. <laughs> Figure out how we got so smart so quick. Um, you learned or died. <laughs> no, but I remember like reading about this, and it was like, in the Old Testament, it prophesies there's like two blood moons in a year, yada, yada, yada. It's bad, bad news. That's a sign of the end times. I remember feeling so damn full of myself uh, at, like, people were making small talk, and I just go, hey! Y'all hear about that stuff about the blood moon? How if there's two of them? How it's going to be like the end of the world? It's what the Jews and all them predicted. Da, da, da. I remember like everyone like, very nice, Josh. Anyways, like <laughs> let's hard turn away. So, and I like, it would be like a couple of years later, I'd look back on that very idiotic statement I made that wasn't recorded on the internet. And I'd be like, what a dumb thing I said. I was very wrong. Um, possibly. Oh, that's so, a soundbite. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was very wrong, possibly. So, it. Um, I kind of keep that in the back of my head when I make these hard claims or I'm speculating on stuff or stuff like that. Uh, and one of those, like, the stuff I said last week about, like, Nephilim and giants and dog people. like stuff. two, was it two weeks ago? But probably both. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably. <laughs> it's somewhere in the ballpark. I've talked about it quite a bit. It's, like, really fun for me to speculate on. As y'all heard, like, I'm like, how, there, don't get me wrong. I believe more this guy recording this shit got this wrong than, what, the entire government university apparatus has been hiding a island from us the whole time like that's a that's a such a grander leap than this one guy was either shit posting or lying or well, what was it how long ago japan found they had like how many 1500 more islands or 400 more islands they didn't know about 
What was it? I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, you're speaking about like hiding islands? Japan found like 400 more islands. Really? Yeah. Well, I, I don't, my phone's on the record, but we'll, yeah. I'll show you. The yeah, Japanese the, Empire like discovered? Yeah, or? like, you know, they got all the, you know, the, all the little Okinawa. Is this like in World War II? Is this no, this was like this year. Oh. They found a crap load more islands. Interesting. Yeah. Because they finally had like some like more aerial imaging actually done, satellite imaging. They found more islands. You know, it's like one of those things like I hear a a statistic I've heard thrown around a lot growing up is like, dude, you know how mysterious the ocean is? Like we've only discovered like 4%. Well, now we found a second ocean. So that's why we're on like the finding things. Okay. Side note to the side note. Second ocean. Lay it on us. What what exactly is that? that The science has confirmed that there's an ocean beneath the ocean. It's like a super ocean that's yeah, beneath it's underneath all of the them, crust. Right? It's like more water down there. In the little bit I read, it was like there's this quartz kind of material that's super. All I know ob- is we need Brandon Frazier to go check it out. Why him? He's got back Journey problems. to the center of the earth. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. All right. Okay. I was like, he's, he's like very crippled now. <laughs> I, I like his movies. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> Action here. American Hero, The Mummy, oh, Chef's Kiss. Um, dookie dookie. Yeah. Uh, George of the jungle. Um, but so there's a super ocean under there that we found. It turns out they found that out in 2012, but yeah, I saw I mean, if I could say it's confirmed now or some, or the arc went around again, but yeah. Yeah. Um, which that kind of ties back into Noah and a flood and it being like weird how there's water coming out of the earth or something like that. Don't quote me on that. That's some speculation. But like I said about that ocean, like 4% thing, like that is fascinating. We've only discovered like 4% of the ocean. I'm sure there's a lot of mysteries down there. I'm not knocking that statistic at all. But I go like, what about the land? Like there's tons of land that we're just getting satellite imagery on. And they're doing like, you know, the ground penetrating radar in the Amazon where they're finding tons. Do you know what I'm talking about with that? Ground penetrating radar in the Amazon? So, tell me like, more about this Amazon penetration. Yes, <laughs> snoo snoo. <laughs> um, but uh, it it uh they flew planes that have ground penetrating radar over the Amazon, and there are parts that's just been dense jungle for as long as modern civilization's been looking at it, and they find where it's like, oh no, there's actually like cities here that the jungle just consumed. Right. Like as soon as those people were wiped out by whatever, like. It took no time at all for the jungle to just absorb it and grow, overgrow it. And, but they're trying to like excavate and find this stuff. Um, but dude, I know there's like, I know there's parts of Florida they only have on like satellite images. And there's, don't get me wrong, uh, let me think. So I, I'm, I'm hearing my dad in my head over correcting me as a surveyor. He's a land surveyor. So like I know there's land. Like I, I've been with them along like like the stake lines and stuff like that. And you do cover land as a surveyor. You find like the boundaries between one land and another, and where property ends and another starts. See, but like even then, and that's like I'm trying to think of the most thorough job I know of that covers land. Like even then, you're finding corners. Like you're, and it's for this one specific objective that you're like, you know, I'm not out here looking for freaking Indian tools or something yeah. like that. Uh, it makes you, you ever find anything cool <laughs> rods, <laughs> corner posts, <laughs> dude, uh, we were in my which is like overgrown woods. And I, m- I remember we were just off the highway and it was me, uh, my cousin, Brian, that works for my dad and a guy named Jimmy who was, what's his name? Jimmy. Yeah. Jimmy, who was like a, 
Kind of a sawed off redneck, but still lovable. Probably probably fight you in the drop of a hat if he had a couple of beers. But I I liked him; he was fine. Uh, but they, uh, I remember we had to find the corners on this property, and dude, it's like it was an open pasture, but in the corners it was just thick woods, and you got to find in the corner where somebody put a rod like 50 years ago or 25 years yeah. ago, and it's get a metal detector, a shovel, and an axe and go cut through roots and try to find this damn thing and cut a straight line to the next one. So a guy with a little tool can see straight line and get the reading of how far it is. Anyways, way too far down that rabbit hole than I intended. Um, there's so much like land that's not not been thoroughly investigated. There's, there's deserts that weren't used to not be deserts that uh, proto-advanced civilizations could have like used. When I say proto-advanced, like like past caveman, but not like writing shit down. It's like just prehistory people could have easily, like I think of the Sahara used to be a lush jungle. Um, however, saying all that, a lot of that speculation, but then Merce Boy tags me in something on Twitter that... because uh, I was scared. <laughs> it was one of those things that damn near made me... Like, no, not damn near made me. I'm going to be literal about this. I jumped up from the couch and went, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Ran to the back porch, immediately lit up a cigarette, went, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And um, stand by for a second, everybody. Let me just pull this up. It's it's too good. What, how how did you come across this, Merce? I was just randomly scrolling. I don't think I, I, I don't remember what I was doing. It was just like one of those that like... Just screwing around on Twitter. Yeah, it's like one of those, not, it's not necessarily somebody you follow, but it's just something like similar in your wheelhouse. Just It was like one of the things at the top of my feed, it, and I just read it, and I'm like, uh-uh. It's from uh-uh. Dom Lucre, or Lucre, or I, I don't know, it's a black guy's last name. I could be wrong about it. But he is one of the like better uh, investigative journalists on Twitter as far as covering stuff. He tends, like, let me do a little bit of devil's advocate and stuff, like... His investigations tend to lean like almost very anti-establishment, very like, like, and he's not even like a right winger, I think. Like, I'm looking here at his profile. His first thing is like, put the homeless in homes. Like, um, I don't really know his kind of, his politics could be all over the place. But his main thing is he does investigative journalism. He's done some really good digging into FOIA requests, which is Freedom of Information Acts really good at um going through like the deep reports and pulling out the the files and stuff that's within them so Merce found this and shared it to me I follow the fella um and one of the things he reported on was a FOIA request what, what was it specifically Merce for the I'm sorry I gotta go back and pull it up um oh it was uh the okay here here we go let me quote him uh quote from Dom Lucre Quote, a leak from the FOIA release of the State Department emails, allegedly, that's a hard, that's a, that's a big word in the middle of this, allegedly, confirms a claim that this email is from Hillary Clinton on December 13th, 2018. Quote, requesting the documents pertaining to the resurrection chamber of Gilgamesh, the location of his body, and the location of the buried Nephilim. Unquote. So, that's State Department, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, State Department. 
requesting documents pertaining to Resurrection Chamber of Gilgamesh, location of his body, and the location of buried Nephilim. Now, I've seen this spun the other way, that like, like let me just go ahead and, and strengthen the defenses of the counter-argument real quick. <clears throat> I've seen the spun that this pertains to some tablets that like during the Iraq invasion, uh, we like took a bunch of stuff, like old artifacts from like uh, the Mesopotamia period and stuff like that, brought them back to the United States that pertain to the story of Gilgamesh and that we were returning them. I'm like, all right. Yeah, because we're going to do the right thing. <clears throat> yeah, you know. <laughs> we just got done bombing the shit out of your country. Here's your statues back. Because, you know, we're ethical. Um, Pretty sure I saw an Abrams tank hook some things, ripping them to... Oh, that was Hussein. So, I mean, eh. No, I'll say this. Like, it's it's really a... T- it was on Joe Rogan. I'll never forget watching it. He had a... I can't remember the fellow's name on there, but they had video. It was when ISIS was taking over. And they you don't d- hear about them anymore. Uh, they, but you do hear about the Taliban's pu- public relations department on Twitter, which I freaking love. It's legitimately yeah. the Taliban's public relations department. And you see people tag them like, hey, guys, how'd y'all do fighting the U.S.? And they're like, it went pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, I digress. Uh, this stuff. When ISIS would like take over, like, dude, there's videos of them just like take going to a museum with sledgehammers and just destroying... 3,000-year-old statues from, like, the yeah. Egyptian dynasties. It's like, you're deleting history. You're... You bastards. Like, that, yeah. that like, infuriates me. Like, you're, you're making us forget more. Yeah. Regardless of how you feel about it, yeah. like, you don't realize the significance of that? Yeah, that's and, you know, cool. and that's, like... And that's specifically ISIS, because I know there was, like... Uh, there were Muslim occupiers of... Well, I guess they, they like to live in the is-is rather than the was-was. Under Allah. (laughs) I think that's the main thing. But no, you know what? Something that blew my mind. I remember uh, Coach Langham teaching us this, that whenever the Muslims first took over Palestine, like in like 1100 AD, maybe 800 AD or something like that, there were like different sects of Christians and Jews living there already. And someone was like, should, you know, we kill them like we do the Indians and all the other people. And they're like, nah, they believe in the same God. They just got it mixed up. Tax them more. Don't kill them. Just extra taxes. And he said, ironically, a lot of Christians and Jews were like, I'm Muslim now. Praise Allah. <laughs> Let me keep my money. But I digress. That was a long turnaround. Uh, so the argument is, yeah, they're, that's pertaining to returning uh, like these doc, the, these archaeological things of archaeological significance. But then why does it literally say, and I'm looking in the report, people. I don't, I don't know if you can Google this, but it's the literal FOIA requested page. Requesting documents pertaining to the resurrection chamber of Gilgamesh. All right. That sounds like it fits their little rebuttal. The documents pertaining Gil- resurrection chamber of Gilgamesh. Then it immediately, the location of his body. All right. Time for Gilgamesh. You know who Gilgamesh is? I feel like I should, but I've gone uh, blank. The the best like analogy I kind of uh, elevator pitch I threw to my brother. You know the story of Beowulf. Yeah, how it's like the oldest European or British right. legend of that's been. Gilgamesh is like the Indian version of that okay. or Mesopotamian version. Okay, and it's much older than Beowulf. It is. It's like the oldest recorded story we have. Right, and it it reads something akin to like the epics of Hercules. It's like Gilgamesh right. was this like ten foot like tall Sinbad. dude, 
yeah. really close to Sinbad the Sailor. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, was like, I had to think. I'm like, was Sinbad a real person? No, the story is a Sinbad and the Sailor. Yeah, like the old. Yeah, I immediately went to Bluto and Popeye <laughs> that old cartoon. I was like, hang on, Sinbad real? <laughs> this is a new conspiracy theory. I don't know if I can wrap my head around the modern comedian. Yeah, <laughs> comes full circle. But no, so Gilgamesh is like this great warrior that can freaking punch lions with one hand and rip their head off and does all these badass, like digs a river and moves a mountain. And so basically every Bollywood hero. Pretty much. He's like the original. And why are they requesting documents for, quote, the location of his body and the location of the buried Nephilim? Like, that's right. And unless this is a magnificently fake document, which he gives the link to the government website to, to look it up. I mean, it would have to be incredible leaps to. Since I've seen this, I mean, like, like I said, my doubts about all of these conspiracies was that it's kind of like Arkham's razor. Like, it's so difficult to explain how you would hide this. Like, my brain thinks of some weird shit. I can't even begin like, all right. Dog-headed people, what? Do you divert world traffic away from an island that, like... Okay, well, now that you said that, I did have this weird, like, mental thing article I read. There is an island off the coast of India that no one's allowed to go to or fly over because, supposedly, there's an indigenous tribe that's never had contact with humans, and the last time somebody did, it murdered them. So, I've, heard, I've heard of several places like that. Now there's, that a, there's, a, there's a couple islands. I know there's one off the Amazon. I know there's... So, I mean, there could be... There is some stuff that's out there. Where that they like, just mark as like a biohazard that, zone yeah, or where they did go to. nuclear testing or... Or if you but did... Even, or if there right. is... Okay, or if you didn't want somebody to find it, you just wouldn't put it on a or map. map. But yeah, that's like... And you just have the travel lanes. But all right, even that. Even that. That makes sense on one level. But on the next level, how many people does that take to keep that a secret? How many people yeah, does that, like, you have to get, like, you would have to get some kind of map maker in on it. You would have to get the same people that have satellites and Google Maps in on yeah, it. It's just you would a- have, like, and that's where, like, the, the somewhat rational people that are still watching and listening and haven't completely abandoned the show, my mind does the same thing, Jell's like, this is... Yeah, there's, like, three people have already, like, these guys are crazy. Yeah, that's too much meth for one episode. <laughs> um... Just black coffee. Guys, the satellites are just listening through my teeth. That's it. (laughs) No, but for real, like that's, that's always been my, when I heard people say 9-11 is an inside job and they bring up a lot of evidence, that's my main argument is that would take so much. That would mean, that would mean the retard George W. Bush and Condoleezza Rice and so so many security personnel, low-level people, and, like, it would be... There would have to be actively, I'd imagine, like, a thou- at least a thousand people who are like, I know I'm going to go kill innocent Americans, and I know the devil behind these details, and I'm willing to do it. That's really hard for my brain to accept. I believe people could be tricked into that. Like, you know, oh, I think I'm killing bad guys, so I'm going to go, but... Ever since I've read this... And please, someone out there, for the love of God, please show me no, what we're the, wrong about And the about creepiest this. thing to me was it is that you had just talked basically yeah. about that the week before. And it was like... Guys, this is like the fourth or fifth thing. Like, I talk about it, and within a week, Merce yeah. finds something pertaining to it. Um, it's, 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 it's weird. I don't enjoy it. If that's true, 
Hey, just stop. On. Just stop. Hey, just stop. Hey, on. Hey, on. You gotta. He told me something before this. Before we started. I about pissed myself laughing. Speaking of Nephilim, tell us about your introduction to this idea that they <laughs> that they even exist. Okay. <laughs> so the first time I heard the word thrown around, I was like 13. Or, yeah, give yeah, or take. Yeah. I was young. Dad is like watching some crazy documentary thing on the History Channel, and they're talking about Dicky Mercer. Yeah, they're talking about the Nephilim and the the stuff. Anyways, I'm sitting there watching it, and it, I can remember seeing like they show like the crazy images or the paintings and freaking. Hey, on, I, I know I'm, run, I'm running over you a lot. But let me pause. I th- I think I've seen the same thing, and it's like a crazy hour and a half long documentary of like and showing misshapen heads. They got like double sets of jaws, like yeah. two rows of teeth, like sharks talking about how Nephilim or like maybe have extra limbs. Yeah, like it's really like monsters that yeah. used to walk there. According to this like old 1 a.m. History Channel documentary, right? Yeah. So, anyways, yeah. this is what this is what's just. Playing uh, dad's and your in, formative mind is watching this. It's with just your getting dad. just my mind just you're blown. sheltered. Yeah, yeah <laughs> sheltered. Like, your moral, oral, yeah, veggie tailed mind. Oh, so I'm like saucer eyed because you know they're talking about the Bible and you're just like, oh no, this all has to be true. Well, anyways, and I think like that day or like later that week, it's you know we got to go get my hunter safety course out of the way, you know because. So we got to get that done. So we go like, got to go get that government so we permission. Go down, slip yeah, the go down to like Port Charlotte and we're sitting there in the classroom. I'm sitting there with my dad and we're sitting there going through the course and I, it was probably like 10, 20, like, I don't know, halfway through the middle of it. I just get, he taps me on the shoulder and he like, he's like, he, he's like pointing, trying to get my attention. And he's like, he's like, look over there. And, and hang on, hang on, hang on. So you're trying to pay attention to the gun safety course. Oh yeah, because I'm a good little boy. I don't, I want to pass this thing. And by being good, I don't, don't want to. I don't want to fail and make Daddy not proud. <laughs> but your father, <laughs> who cheated off me during the test, played, by the way. <laughs> your fa- I've said it three times. Your father is early, Kyler. But anyways, taps me on the shoulder. Is like points over to this other like child that's mm-hmm. there, but clearly with his father, who is. Like, and I'm not trying to, like, pick on a kid. An odd-looking child. Like, skinny, lanky, like, kinda... Is he obviously special needs, or does he just look like he's a really goofy needs, kid? Like, like, he got stuck in the womb being born. Kind of like an egg-shaped head. Okay, like a okay. misshapen, like, head. And he just taps me on the shoulder, and he goes, he goes, that's one of the Nephilims. <laughs> like, right there in the middle of... And the fear. And I spent the rest... <laughs> I spent the rest of the like the class. Oh my like, god, they're real! Like looking over my shoulder, like not necessarily like that they're real, but just questioning everything. He was in a camo hoodie, and I remember it. And I was like, they're hiding among us. That's my mind. What I was like, oh my gosh, she was right. They're among us. And ever since, it's kind of just been in the back of my mind, but I haven't wanted to admit it. Daddy's been wrong about some things. Daddy wasn't wrong about that. And this, it's come, it's come full circle now. And I, I'm just picturing, I can totally see your dad. I know what he's wearing. A buttoned up, pearl snap, tucked in shirt with one of them old 90s, well, it'd be a 90s trucker cap in the early 2000s. Yeah. Boy, see that over here? Nephilim. He's like, yeah, because he's like, he's like, you remember, he's like, remember that show we watched? He's like, it's one of them Nephilims. <laughs> Nephilim. <laughs> 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 
And he's just straight pointing, like, doesn't give a shit. There's, like, in the middle of, like, the class, all the other people. The, the boy's daddy's sitting right beside him. Dude, I, can't, I can't figure out if you're But dad. I couldn't disprove his... It's a weird-shaped kid's head. Like, the... It sold. He sold it to you so well. Your dad walks such a fine line between the greatest and worst dad that ever lived. Like I hear this stuff and I'm like, how horrible! But yet, look at Merce. Like, Keep things interesting. I don't know. You're here with me, so there. There we go. Um, but they're real people. I saw my first Nephilim when I was thirteen. Two rows of jaws. He didn't need braces. That's just how it was. Oh, shit. And they're armed. They know how to use weapons. <laughs> That's what my mind thought. I was like, oh, gosh, Wait, they're learning how to use guns. For for the Bible readers out there, I mean, when it mentioned, when a name drops Goliath and it, like, says very matter-of-factly, it's like, he's big. You know, because he descends from the Nephilim, and it's like, oh. Well, that's why they're trying to learn how to use the guns, yeah. because he got killed by uh, a firearm. Uh, upgraded. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> nice. It's more of a stone arm. Yeah, but he fired it from the arm. He did. He did fired, but he threw it. But he. What I was trying to be witty, it didn't work. Um, what the hell else? Oh, dude, hang on. Yeah, there was like one really cool thing that happened today. Like, really impressed. I went to church, which I'll do it every Sunday or nothing like that. But I like going with my mama, making her happy. I think that's the reason most people go to church is make some lady happy. Um, go with my mom. Go in there. And the preacher is like this really southern Methodist, but not like you like the fire and brimstone. He's much more like a little bit of sugar in his mouth. Like just kind of talks out the side, real nice to everyone. Kind of a nerd, but I, I like him. He's, he's a good dude. But he talked about something. He answered one of my criticisms of church. And this is something that's kind of driven me crazy. And that's that like every Easter of my life that I've gone to church, I have heard the same story. Yeah. <laughs> and God, God bless y'all. I get it. Like, name drop it, mention it, and let's move on to other. Because every. He is risen. He is yes. risen. Did everybody know? He's risen. He, we know. Peter he, denied him three times before the cock crowed. <laughs> like, we, we all. Yes, we know John Luke's different version of things. All right, we get it. One's more literal, one's more figurative. No, no, no. This preacher went on a different rant, and I really appreciated it. And what he talks about was some, like, real heavy shit. And he's talking about Paul. And for those of you that don't know, Paul is not, like, one of the disciples that hangs out with Jesus. He's a dude a little bit later who starts out as Saul, killing a lot of Christians, then finds Jesus and turns into Paul, changes his name because he, like, lives for Jesus. And Christians have an underground church? Better call Saul. Nice. <laughs> I like your autism. Uh, title. Uh, but, um, no, but he... Uh, so, what he, he? I think it's in First Corinthians. I'm, I'm not going to try to quote the scripture in a verse. One of the things Saul really hits on, it's the first time I've ever heard a church say this, is he goes over the evidence of if Jesus resurrected or not. And that part was like kind of cool because I hadn't really heard it from like a... And he goes like, how do we know this happened? He said, all right, we have talked to... Not, we've not only heard from his 13 disciples and the women that were there, but by my count, at least 500 people I witnessed and interacted with Jesus after his death. And he goes, uh, one of the, when Paul even talks about, like, one of the conspiracies is that Jesus was not really dead, that he, like, went into a coma. And then, like, three days later, 
he kind of got woke up and went out and he goes, no, we know this isn't true. Cause in order for that to happen, the guards would have had to have been asleep on the job and they'd, they'd be ex- executed for something so wrong. Um, but that, like that part was cool. I've never actually heard that fleshed out, but then what Paul said next, I'm like, dude, thank you. He goes, but here's the thing. He goes, what if we're wrong? And I've never heard this in the Bible. He goes, what if we're wrong about this? He goes, I'll tell you the weight of what happens if we're wrong. We're all going to hell. He's like, we have besmirched God and like we have totally detoured from what he's wanted and we will pay for this. And he's like, if, if we're wrong about Jesus, we have put a God before God. We've made an idol out of him. We've like, like he kind of goes through the list of like how screwed we are if we've messed this up. And I'm like, Thank you. Like that is just that makes that makes me trust this book more. If it's like like hey, here's the weight of like if you believe us and you're like it's humble. Yeah. It's not this very like don't even question we're so sorry, I didn't mean smack table. <laughs> don't even question us cuz we're so <laughs> righteous. It's this very like meek like guys. Now you got to remember when he's writing this, Christianity's not popular. Yeah. <laughs> not he's killing them for yeah, fun. No, they before are like this. little hidden small sects. They're, like by today's standards, they're cults. Yeah. They're very extreme, very weird, different cults. And he's like, if you join one of these and you're wrong, like not only are you gonna get fed to lions, you're going to hell after yeah. it. And people are still like, all right, I take that responsibility. I get it, but I seen it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it was like. Damn, I appreciated that. There's, I don't know. I think we all, even me as someone that grew up a Christian, stereotypes exist for a reason. We've all seen the Christians that are like, look down their nose at everybody and you must have things in a proper order or you can't worship God in the right way or something like that. That really turns me away. But whenever you see this other, there's this like, I think this is true with just about any religion, but it's not no Christianity the most because I grew up with it. There's this really like subtle beauty to it that like, I don't know, as far as humans interacting with each other, the main thing about it is it blows my mind that a guy 2000 years ago when we're stoning people to death is like, hey, I know he killed your kids. Maybe forgive him. Like that to me is just a bonkers idea in of itself. Like, well, hang on, no, he said not kids. I'll get you for that. He said, you don't touch with Jesus's kids. Yeah, <laughs> quote it, Merce. What's it? What is it? It's Matthew, I think, eighteen six. It's like uh, anyone who causes one of the little ones to stump, who seek me to stumble, is better to have a millstone tied around their neck and thrown in the depths of the sea. All right, if they kill your dad, <laughs> like other other gener- like you got to forgive them. Which even today, I'm like, that's rough, dude. Put it 2,000 years ago when they're like, maybe nailing my dad to a cross. I'm like, that's even more rough, dude. That's pretty based. That's pre- I gotta stop saying That's pretty badass. That, so, that some dude back then had that mindset. And if he's son of God and all that jazz too, that's even cooler. I hope he's cool with my jokes. I really, really hope he's cool with my jokes. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Um, yeah, no, religions, religion can be eye-opening. Yeah. In a completely alternate direction, you know the song we all hated in middle school, uh, Cha Cha Real Slow? Two step one time. Oh. Two step oh, yeah, one yeah. time. I don't think it's called Cha Cha Real Slow. I don't now. know. What the hell else do you call it? There's it's the, been. It's the Cha Cha Slide. Is that it? Yeah. I hate... Did you like that song? No. I made my blood boil. 
Because it, it was even tell. It's, it's about one of the only dances I can do, but I don't like it. I was so awkward. It would tell me the specific instructions of the dance, and I still could not execute them <laughs> properly. <laughs> not within the time allowed. Two step, one time. Oh shit! <laughs> Literally every every time. Or you gotta think about it, and then you're already <laughs> off. off a whole, yeah. And then you're bumping into people because you do it to the left while everyone else is doing it to the right. Hated it. Me and my brother. And now, thank you. It's stuck in all you sons of bitches' heads for the rest of the day. Uh, cha cha, real smooth. Boom, ba, boom, boom, boom. However, as much as I hate that song, bear with me. Heavy metal version. Of. That song? Cha-cha real slow. Boom. I, I think that. I'm picturing the mosh pit. Yeah. No, the, no. When I say heavy metal, doing it. I don't mean corn. I mean like screamo stuff. I'm yeah. like, and I don't even like screamo. Not, not screamo. Hang on. That's too the, gay. The, the viral video of the people under the bridge doing like the weird dancing. I'm picturing them like doing yeah, it to yeah. it. Yeah. Like the people that did Soldier Boy and heavy metal. Like I want them to do the, that. Yeah. I don't know. Fun thought I had. I hate that song so much. I, that'd be a neat inverse of hating, having such a hatred for this. And I'm like, I think I would mildly stop, like. Stop. You, the way you it's gonna come out is, it's going to go viral. Like I, it's going to be a number one hit tomorrow. <laughs> and we'll have 20 views on YouTube. <laughs> it just permeates the atmosphere. Um, but yeah. Uh, so what, you're not actually doing work this week? I mean, not real, not paid work. Uh, well, a little bit, but it's supposed to, um, rain. Oh yeah, dude, we're supposed to get a lot of rain. So we're, so I probably won't be doing, doing a whole lot there, but it's, so it'll be nice if I get caught up on some other stuff, laundry. Well, it's been, we finally got like a little bit under, you got under an inch today here. And I think at our house, we got something similar. It's literally the first time it's rained since January. Damn, is it? Yeah, I think it, it, yeah, since, cause I started planting, we started planting watermelons like February 6th ish and it sprinkled down there one time i don't think it rained here so it was either the yeah it had to have been since hey tell them what so and one other thing i tried to do over the weekend on good friday the good day me and my daughter tried to kill a gator um tried very in vain we didn't get it done but one of the things we noticed and it really blew my mind and i want you to reiterate what you told me it was like you know this was a big gator and it was a pretty smart gator and we were trying to shoot it and it would just stay underwater but when it go under the water and we got to do it. Hey, on FWC, that might be listening. It's eating our freaking calves. Piss off. Uh, but, like, when it'd go under the yeah, water. It's a nuisance. Yeah, I would see it, like, blow a ton of bubbles, like, a ton, like, way more. You know, I've seen gators go under and you see their little trail of bubbles. No, this is, like, not jacuzzi levels, but more than normal. And uh, then I just start seeing chunks of dirt. And stuff, like, just kind of float up to the top. Like, every everything from, like, loose dirt that's kind of hitting the surface to, like, chunks of it. And I looked at Lily, and Lily sat with me. She's like, what's this doing? I'm like, I think it's walking around on the bottom or something really. Di- what was it doing? Oh, they'll dig a t- cave. Yeah, explain this. Like, they... They'll, yeah, the gator, they'll dig gator, like, a cave down under there and, and kind of go under the surface and then, like, pop back s- up into, like, an air pocket or something. See, I've heard of that on creeks. And stuff like, and that makes sense to me on a creek. You find a bank, and then it's got like a real yeah, steep man-made dug pond, though. Yeah. Too, I just didn't think they could do it in man-made pond. And uh, I want you to know, I told all my family about it uh, there at Easter, and they all looked at me like, "There goes Josh with his blood moon bullshit again." <laughs> like, no, I swear they can dig a <laughs> oh, my, my father also told me that too, so he could, you know, nuffle him. <laughs> <laughs> Although I will say this, I've told a couple of people about what you said about the woolly worm, and I feel smart every time. So they're like. 
that's for those of you that don't know, I think I said it. We have a woolly caterpillar that's like orange and it has black fuzz coming yeah. off of it. And as you said, the more black fuzz it has, the harder the winter's going to be. Yeah, it's like the Indian way they judged it, or it's like the, in the almanac. And on the spot, I went, I'm calling bullshit. I'm going to Google that. And I Googled it, and it's like true. And it's like, no, the, the hairier the, the more black the more- fuzz you see, the worse of a winter it's going to be. And uh, I've told a couple people that. And they're like, bullshit. I'm like, Google it. Google it right now. I was a non-believer. I converted to caterpillarology. But hang on. Speaking, we're doing some religious talk tonight. There is one other. There is one other thing that I saw really on the way here. And I know what the redneck part of me believes instinctively, but I'm trying to have a more critical outlook on it. And dude, the Dalai Lama's sucking kids' tongues. Yeah. We saw the video right before we started. And for those of you that don't know who the Dalai Lama is, he is not like the Pope of Buddhists, because, like, you know, Catholics have, like, a strict adherence to the Bible. like a spokesperson? It's just something figurehead. He's like, represent it. But no, dude, it's this video going around of, like, on on the Twitter box, and he's trending. Good for him. Note to self, I never want to trend, because nine out of ten times, it's not for good reasons. Yeah, it'd be cool if we did trend, but it would would, be good. (laughs) Florida, man. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da. But no, he, uh... Bring me back. Where are we at? He's sucking a kid's tongue. Sucking kid's tongue. Thank you. Yeah, it shows the Dalai Lama, and he's, like, sitting... In a conference, like it's being televised, with other it's, llamas, with what? other like with other Buddhists, like are they older llamas, pokey. llamas are they all llamas? It's not a flock of llamas. I mean, is it a herd? I don't know. It's a herd of Buddhists. <laughs> it's them people in the orange. Would they be Budai. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, it uh, it's them sitting around, and he's sitting with like I don't know, Merce was like a ten year old kid on his lap, or on the table. Yeah. And they're like sitting and staring at each other. And then he says, in very plain English, please. Well, when, well, when you show me the video, like, yeah, they, they first do like a little kiss thing and like lean back. It looks like just some regular so my old. First, my first thing, like, I wanted to give the benefit of the doubt because I was like, no. Not, not, it, not the Dalai Lama. It almost looks like a Biden, like, just weird, creepy it's little like, yeah, tick. Okay, that's, okay, that's a little weird. Like, that's but nothing, it, nothing that's, you should, like, get upset about. And then he leans back again. And then he looks like he's got a little boy crush on the kid. Cause he like they're like sitting there checking, like looking at each other's eyes, and then he's like sticks his tongue out, and he's like suck it, and then, suck on my tongue. He says it in perfect English. Yeah, yeah. And the kid leans forward, and yeah. they get really close face to face, and then the video cuts, and it's all right, all right. We're getting knee deep in this. Um, ew. just just like the kid was on the Dolly Lama's <laughs> <Ew>. tongue. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Just ew. Uh, first of all, yeah, ew. All right. I read what? the comments, and there are some seemingly people of other persuasions who are claiming that is a Tibetan, uh, or that, like, in that culture, that could be a sign of affection. Or, like, they don't, I, I Googled they it. don't sticking, look at it. Sticking your tongue out at each other is a sign of respect in, but... That's as far as it goes. There ain't no tongue sucking on the Google box. At least not on that. Or search. not telling children to suck. Not not mixed yeah. with Dalai Lama. Um, llamas. I mean, regular llamas spit on people, but you don't. <laughs> it doesn't go the other way around. Yeah. Not. It's not even spelled that way. 
<laughs> as he found out. As he was going like, <laughs> I do not. Yeah, I thought it was. Yeah. Um. So I I don't think that's a cultural thing, and it's like, dude. And all right, let's put a let's put one more nice little bandit twist on all this. Thanks to the wonderful communist uh, Caitlin Johnstone, who's a communist but an excellent investigative reporter. Um, Merce, let's just say before this news of tongue sucking, what what was your impression of the Dalai Lama as you've seen through American media? I mean, just like a weird little Buddhist. Some old peaceful guy. I mean, I think I was a little bit more in international stuff than most people. I always people. thought it was weird because I, I didn't really know what he was yeah. type thing, but... I would have always thought, and I'd say, like, compared to other like, Arcadians... Like I said, I've, I, I did it earlier, but like, that's, I said voice from, I think he was talking on The Simpsons, like, the Dalai Lama! Yeah. And, and that, like, that's like where my mind, like, the only thing I've got. Every depiction I've seen of him, I think there's even one King of the Hill that he's in or something like that. It's, uh, he's a peaceful, old, wise man that knows a lot and very meek and the kind of guy that might, like, sweep the ground while he's walk so he doesn't step on any bugs or, you know, all that, like, real, real high-minded shit. And why am I speaking so derisively about that? Because it just happens to be a coincidence that Miss Johnstone brought to our attention that he's been on the CIA payroll since the 50s. Well, not him, not that one, but the Dalai Lama before him. And How do they, is it like the Pope? They, how do they pick a llama? They race him? Is it a petting zoo? Oh, is it like- <laughs> <laughs> it's, no, it clearly is a petting zoo now. Yeah, true. <laughs> But it's like, yeah, the CIA as it's like declassified. CIA's been paying this position fifteen thousand dollars a month American cash. For what? Who knows? But he just happens to be depicted in nothing but a positive light in American media. And oh yeah, when we were growing up, there also just happened to be the conflict of interest of China taking over Tibet, which don't get me wrong, I don't like the Chinese government. But uh, I even remember, I even remember in Simpsons episodes, it was so free amazing. Tibet. And Lisa Simpson crawling, calling on the phone, free Tibet, and like you couldn't mention Tibet in China. And like, don't get me wrong, bad stuff probably with the Chinese coming in, taking over Tibet. But there's always the signal of this is America's business. Look at these people in such this bad condition, being oppressed by this foreign government of there to them. Our foreign government should step in and help and make a lot of money while we do it. And it's... If nothing else, I mean, this is good for the Catholic Church, right? Because they can just be like, see, it's not just us. <laughs> it's, it's just all it's all these powerful <laughs> positions. Dude. All right, here's, here's something. And when you get in the conspiracy We're realm... We're going to need a lot of millstones. Yeah. Dude, when you get in the conspiracy realm... Let's just throw this out there. The, the really popular group of people to point to Usually the Jews. You, you just like two pages in, someone elaborating to the Rothschilds funding them or the Palestine Project or so, the Balfour Declaration. Like, and I'm like, hey, there's some evidence for the shit y'all are talking about. And I go, same guys. What about the Catholic Church? And they're like, no, I'm Catholic. Come on. And I'm like, the Vatican. The Vatican. Like, look at that. They have their own legal country that's yeah. specifically their religion. They have, throughout history, been the largest landowner in the world, controlled multiple governments on multiple sides of multiple wars, including as recently as World War II. The Pope divided up South America. Dude, there is like so much stuff with the Vatican now. I'm like, dude, all right. If this... Hypothetically, if this Nephilim or other shit is like true, 
If it is, and it's being covered up, and I had to point to a group that has invested interest in covering shit like this up, it's probably the group that has the largest uh, religious and historical artifact collection in the world. They also plunged Europe into the Dark Ages for yeah. how long? Yeah. Oh, yeah. they can read. That's not good. Yeah, let's, let's keep these serfs in power. And oh. and like, don't get me wrong. When I say the Catholic Church, I'm not even, of course, like all groups I mentioned, I'm not knocking the freaking practicing Catholics and the or no and, and like the good or, Mexicans I know yeah. <laughs> that's the only cat dude I went to Kentucky white people were Catholic it blew my mind I'd never seen it in my life I'm like you've never seen a white Catholic not like I did in Kentucky I remember going up there and I was like Catholic Church Catholic Church Catholic. I remember even, I remember even saying I was like just out of high school and I said to Mr. Bickett KFC, like, Kentucky Fried Catholics <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I literally say to him like man I do not see a lot of Mexicans here. And he goes, why the hell would you? And I'm like, Catholic Church. That is the most South Florida. <laughs> I mean, I was just being honest. I'm like, I don't see a lot of Mexicans. Where, are all the, where do y'all keep them? <laughs> where's, where's the migrant housing? <laughs> and he's like. Don't go to Walmart on Sundays. He's like, why the hell would we have them? I'm like, all the Catholic churches. He goes. We go to those. I'm you like, damn whoa, well whoa, 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 you whoa, know whoa. damn well they're not in Kentucky. <laughs> and, and it was purely ignorance. It wasn't any hatred at all. But I'm like, hey, well, make this make sense to me. Y'all are white, and y'all go do the kneeling, the standing, the speaking in Spanish. She's like, no, they speak in Latin. I'm like, tomato, tomato, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Latino, Latin, Latinx. I didn't know y'all were that progressive in Kentucky. Like, <laughs> whatever dude y'all are ahead of the curb <laughs> i was so lost they're cool people but i was such a d- i'm like y'all aren't baptist <laughs> this, make this make sense <laughs> no nope. what in the daniel boone is going on <laughs> <laughs> we listen to italians around here <laughs> like <laughs> what <laughs> in kentucky <laughs> <laughs> yeah in this south of the mason dixon line <laughs> What? Although just recently I found out the Italian mob, a lot of its roots can be traced back to actually Louisiana and New Orleans. And I'm like, not New York? But I I heard that like in a blurb and did absolutely no research. So take that with a grain of salt. Um, guys, I hope this was fun. I didn't even know what the hell we were going to talk about when we when I showed up and we just started rolling. Um, like we, I wrote down a couple of things and three of them I couldn't even figure out. Um Merce, what's going on with you this week? What? Let's do it. Let's do I'm, it. I'm hoping I don't find anything related to what we talked about going forward. Dude. However, I will be Googling how they pick the llama because... <laughs> <laughs> I want to know. I have a sudden interest in Buddhism. <laughs> I feel like they get the little kids and they pin the tail on the llama. Pin the tongue on the llama. God, what? That's going to be that's gonna be, that's gonna be a Bandit Radio Hour childhood game. Look out, Hasbro. Let's not associate our name with... With Hasbro? Oh. No, with pinning anything on children. No, you pin it on the llama. Okay, all right. All right, pin, pin the evidence on them. All right, guys. Hey, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, all that jazz, wherever you can find your podcasts. Uh, thank y'all for listening. See y'all next time. Bye-bye.